Ladies and gentlemen, you you are so lucky to have Gabriella on. You don't even know how lucky you are. If you don't feel lucky, then you're not in touch with your inner self. Can you it see it's okay, Gabriella? Like, yes, it's perfect. It just took me like 45 minutes to connect with you guys. But we got this. We were supposed to start at 6.30, and due to some software issues, it's now 7.05, but it is going to be worth it. Your connection is really bad. Your your, your picture is coming in and out, but don't worry. We'll, we'll capture the audio. The real audio problem is Brian. <laughs> Gabriella. Hola. Oh, don't start with, uh, no, with me don't. in Spanish. It's very bad. <laughs> I, I, I can really say like hola que tal yeah, and that's it what language what's your uh, aren't you from Spain well I'm not really from Spain I'm from Poland I just live in Spain for like one year already and I still can't speak Spanish so there's nothing to be proud of um, and your is that a Polish name Gabriela Migala yes I mean, Gabriela is. Sí. I will. I, I would say it's really like international, but it's it just. For for example, when I ask for a, a coffee in Starbucks here, sometimes there is a different version of Gabriela here. So it's just simple, Gabriela okay. with one L. Just that. But Migawa is totally. And, and, and say your Polish. last name for me. Migawa. Migala. Um, so is Mi, that that's Migawa. not a Polish name, is it? Migawa. Not Migawa. Yes, Migawa. Perfect. Migawa. Yes, perfect. Migawa. Family, Gabriela yes. Migawa. Migawa. Did you know that, Brian? <laughs> no, I did not. No. Um, is is that a Polish name? Uh yeah, I think so. Oh. And, and and you 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 your 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 home now is is Mallorca. That's correct. Yes. And although your internet feels like you're coming from the moon, um, you're actually in Wisconsin. Exactly. Around like one forty-five, uh, like one hour forty-five minute drive uh, to Madison. It's the hmm. the city. It, it's called Plymouth. Like I really can't pronounce it correctly, but it's super Plymouth. small town. Yes, that's that's it. Yeah, I I, th I think there's a cow sleeping on your internet connection. Oh yes, that's for sure. <laughs> Gabriella, do you saying, dread this? Go ahead. Say that again. Uh, actually, I wanted to say that we are staying on the fish farm. And a uh, few, few hours ago, Christoph um, catched some fishes for dinner. It's true. Oh, wow. Really. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, and, and do you hate this shit, like communicating with foreigners? Like you're like, oh, great, another in interview in English. Doesn't anyone speak Polish in this country? Uh, like that would be amazing to actually speak Polish with uh, everyone, but uh, Polish it's not really a popular language. I mean, I wouldn't say that uh, I hate this, but this is something which is a bit uncomfortable for me. 
to talk in different language and uh, it just I don't know it, it's stressful to communicate and especially when I hear myself later you really can't uh, get rid of this Polish accent so I'm, I'm having a hard time to uh, listen to myself afterwards oh interesting well, it, it, it definitely, when people speak different languages, it affects the cadence of the conversation. Like even I catch myself trying to slow down and say each word slowly so that your brain can, because your brain has to translate it, right? Yeah. But I'm pretty, I think I feel quite comfortable with understanding English. It, it's more like uh, talking, I feel I uh, I need more time to translate what what I'm trying to say and you know communicate with you guys. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that is like a different processor speed in terms of recalling words that you want to say as opposed to digesting them. Wow, that's cool. That makes sense. So they uh, she spends a lot of time with people from a bunch of different countries, right? Christos from Hungary. Jacqueline's from Norway. I don't know. Is John originally from England or is he from a, yes, a different country? Yes, English. Mm-hmm. He's English. And so do you guys Do you guys all communicate in English or do you use various languages? Yes. We communicate in English and that's the reason why I haven't learned Spanish yet. Because I'm just so lazy. Like everyone around uh. us speaks, speaks English so it's really hard to... Uh, to learn, like ba- basically, all my friends from Poland, they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna catch uh, Spanish so quickly. Like, you just move to Spain; it's gonna be so easy to uh, to learn a new language." But actually, I'm talking in English there, so not really. Is that amazing living on that island? Are you just in heaven there? Oh yeah, it's for sure. Like, I don't really uh, need more than sun and nice weather so even the the thing that there's no much to do because the island is so tiny it's just perfect and and do you work do you have a job no i don't have a job so i my my job is uh, to be an athlete full time so uh like I have enough sponsors at this at this moment, so I feel how to say it like I'm lucky enough to to be able to uh, spend all my time uh, on training and recovery and all the stuff around. How, how old are you? I'm 22 right now, and on September I'm gonna be 23. So I'm still. I still feel like I'm 22. You gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You should wait until the day. Exactly. Yes, stay 22 <laughs> as long as you can. Um, you did an interview. I think it was last year with a guy. I don't know what country he's from, and I can't say his name. He has four consonants in his name. W. I think his name is Weeks. W Y K S. Do you know who yeah. that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an older guy. He looks older than me. Yeah. And and you did it for the morning chalk up. Mm-hmm. I remember that. 
And although it won't the... be as good as... Okay, was... and although... Sorry. <laughs> it was just before the stage one, I think. Uh, That's okay. CrossFit, CrossFit Games last year? I can't, re- I, so. I can't remember when. I think so. But there's no way Anyways. it can be as good as this podcast, but... But he he dug up a great point and, and uh, a fantastic question for you that brought up an amazing topic. At least I think it's an amazing topic. The fact that you were a very successful CrossFit Games teens athlete and that the change to becoming an individual in the open competition, that there's an enormous leap. And you told them that when you made that leap that you had a year of uncertainty about whether you would ever be good enough to compete on the the stage with the individuals. And I thought that that was fascinating. And when I mentioned it to Brian, he was like, yeah, there's very few teens that make the leap as fast as you did. And I was was wondering if you could talk to us about that a little bit. Even Uh, though Weeks already came up, I give him all the credit for coming up with that, digging that out of you. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely. Or whatever his name is. Uh, I would be happy to uh, to talk about this period because I I feel like this year 2017 was the hardest year for me so far. Uh, like competing in a team uh, team games was totally different than being an individual in 2017. It was just completely different level and like I was 17. Com- when I compete in uh, Open that year in seven- 2017, and I still had uh, school life, friends, and stuff, uh, so I'm getting lost right here. Uh, right here, right here. It's uh, what I wanted to say. I had no idea that uh, there's still so much work to do to qualify to regionals. Like I, I thought because I, I just finished uh, at the games on the podium. I was there. It's gonna be very easy to qualify for regionals and and then qualify for the games. But that year I haven't even qualified for regionals. So after that I was just really, uh, how to say, like disappointed, and I didn't really know what happened. Uh, and yeah, like I, I really didn't know what to do next. Because basically my season was over and it was just uh, the open season. So basically it was the beginning of the year and I was done. Uh, and I still had to uh, finish the high school. So... You weren't fi- Yeah. So you weren't fast enough. You weren't strong enough. You weren't. Um, you didn't have gymnastics that were good enough. And none of the components that it would take to get to the games... It, it, it's not a seamless transition. What you're saying is is that the the distinction between a teen athlete and a and a and a pro individual athlete is just there's a a big gap to cover there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and I really uh, that time I really uh, had to make a decision if I want to try. And really focus on my weaknesses and go for it in next season, or I I should just drop it and have a normal teenager life and party with other like other kids are doing. But then I was like, mm. 
thinking, okay, I really love the sport and like finishing on the podium uh, as a teen gave me this uh, perspective or what I want to do and and that's why I decided to train hard for it and sac- like sacrifice. Maybe that's not the right word, but to not do uh, what others are doing in my age, but really focus on my training. And even though it wasn't gu- guaranteed that I'm going to qualify next year, right? But uh, yeah, right. What is, what what are some of the di- what are some of the differences? So as a teen, what was your let's say let's what was your max deadlift? What was your max back squat? What was your max number of pull ups? Like like how far off were you? Was your deadlift a hundred pounds off? Your back squat a hundred pounds off? Your pull ups off by twenty? Mm, so I'm not really counting in pounds here. I'm still in, in from Europe, so I'm okay. Like you can use kilos. Uh, you know? Use whatever you want. Yeah, do what you want. Uh, so I do what you want. Really this remember. podcast is already fucked up anyway. You go ahead. <laughs> you... Uh, I can't remember exactly my weight, uh, my number in weight, but what I can say uh, that I remember their final event on uh, on the games in 2016, and there was like buy in 30 chest to bar pull ups and i remember i pr'd my mass uh, my um pull up chest to bar set unbroken which was 10 on the final event then so you can just see how like and still i like it 10 reps of chest to bar my unbroken it was like my PR set, and I still was able to finish third on the podium. And how it just shows how level on t- on teenager athletes it's right now, and how it was in 2016, right? Yeah. So. So 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 let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying last year that you needed 30 unbroken chest bar pull ups in the teen competition, and the year you did it, 10 was good enough. So you're saying the teen competition is getting that much harder, also. Uh, <laughs> wait, say that, uh, in 2016, in the final event at the competition, okay. the CrossFit Games, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, there was 30 mm-hmm. chest-to-bar pull-ups for, uh, as a buy-in of some kind of workouts. And back then, I was super happy because I started this workout and I did 10 uh. chest-to-bar pull-ups, which was my, you know, uh, PR with unbroken... PR. Yes, unbroken okay. set. So, okay, that that was my level of, of gymnastic uh, back then, and I still was able to finish on the podium. So this just shows okay. how the and, level. And, 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 and when you see these girls, how about like your snatch? When you see these girls snatching uh, two hundred pounds, is it is it is it freaking you out? Like the teenagers now. Or are you like, okay, I'm just have. I'm sorry? Like the, the teenagers now, you mean? Or. 
No, no, just the individuals. When you when when you see the individual women and what they're doing, does any of that stuff seem unattainable to you? Like when you see basically what I'm trying to figure out is how did you get your head wrapped around the fact that you were going to make that leap? Like did you see, "Oh my god, so this girl has a 385 pound back squat and my back squat's 265. How am I ever going to make that close that gap in one year?" Were, were, were there any movements that you were like, wow, how am I going to uh, do that? So my thinking was uh, that I'm just 17 years old. I just started this. It was my first open ever, and I was able to qualify for the games. And I just I just thought that I have still a lot of time to, to catch those girls. Like Some of the girls are doing this for years already. So that's why they are so strong. They have the technique to do those stuff. So I, I knew that I can reach this level at some point. I had no idea when I'm going to do awesome. that, but, but I was just trying. I really don't like to give up and, uh, and that's what I did. Didn't do. You don't really like to give out what? To give up. To give up in Oh, in right. To give up. Yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, and that's why you're a CrossFit Games athlete, and I'm just a guy sitting behind a desk doing a podcast, because that shit scares the shit out of me. And when I asked you the question, you didn't even flinch. You're like, "No, I just don't give up," and I knew I could get it in time. As a, as a child, you look like my sister. It's pretty funny. You look like a young version of my sister, although my really? sister still looks young. Um, uh, yeah. Her name's Tanya. Okay, that's um, a nice name. Uh, when you were a child, yeah, it's a great name. Um, when you were a child, what sports did you play? Because I saw that you played tennis, and that you and that you really loved the sport. And you gave, um, you said that that's really how you built your endurance. Uh, yeah. So tennis was the sport which I really choose to to train. But before that, I was really uh confused what to what to do because i just knew that i really like to move and i i basically try every sport like okay maybe not every sport but i try especially a lot of team sports i try basketball volleyball even football but i didn't really like those i think the fact that uh, it was uh, all about the team and you know I just prefer to be individual and rely on myself more. So that's why. Basically, it was my parents who chose tennis for me because they just saw that I'm so confused and I can't really decide what I want to do. So they just signed me for a tennis class, tennis lessons, and this is how it started. I was 10 uh, when I started. I think like to be professional, it was way too, uh, too late, but I still tried. Oh, so when you went into tennis, you had thoughts of becoming a professional tennis player. So when I began, I didn't really think about like, okay, I'm going to be professional. I just did that because uh, I felt happy when I did that. But like later on, I, I took it more seriously and like I, I, I trained, I spent more time on the court 
than other kids from my tennis group. So I really try to to become better. I wonder if you can beat my son. He's six years old. <laughs> he, he's been playing for almost a year now. But he's really okay. good. He's really good. What are you laughing at, Brian? What are you laughing at? Um, uh, and and it's interesting that I, I, the, man, what a mess. Um, I've never heard of anyone coming from tennis and becoming a CrossFit Games athlete. You know, most of them you always hear about they're either gymnasts or soccer players. So obviously that was fascinating to me. And when you said it helped you build endurance, um, that was interesting to me too. I don't play tennis, but I just, I know it's just you know, really short bursts back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I do guess that you sometimes your games are like three hours long, right? Oh, yeah. And I think what, uh, what uh, tennis really helped me with is uh, uh, feeling okay with the heat. Because we used to have uh, some training session outside. It was like 12... Uh, uh, like middle of the day and the sun was shining so hard it was like 30 degrees outside and we went and we were running back and forth so I think that it really helped me with the heat and, and the mental game is pretty insane with tennis too the best ten, the three best tennis players in the world I forget who, who they are but I heard the stat that the three best tennis players in the world only win 55% of their points and that basically in tennis, since there is no clock, you're always you always have a chance to win as long as you're on the court. So it's just a, an enormous mental mental game. Exactly, and and this is I think uh, because I was in national level, like I never went outside uh, my country to compete. Like I I could never qualify for anything. I think I was just very uh, tense while I was competing. I was really, I was very stressed and I couldn't find my uh, my game on the competition, on the tournament. Like I was a completely different athlete on the court, on the practice, and uh, I was a completely different athlete when it comes to tournament. Are, you, are, are your parents still to, go ahead. So like I I felt like something was off, uh, and then at some uh, at some point I I I did CrossFit and tennis together, and I just uh, started to enjoy CrossFit much more. And then it was some my first competition, which was in, in my box at that time, and it wasn't like anything big, like you know the uh, inside the the box competition, but I won this one and it just like made me so happy. And I was think super relaxed when I, while I was doing the workouts, it was like totally different feeling, uh, compared to why I was competing, uh, in tennis. On a, on a one to 10 scale, how would you rate yourself in terms of just your confidence? Like right now, in general. Are you a confident person? Yeah. Uh, just in general, not with CrossFit, just as a person. Oh, not really. I'm working. Really? I really yes, I really work. I'm working on it, but uh, it's very hard work. 
think, oh, well, you exude, you exude confidence. Com- yeah, I think it takes confidence just oh, really? to say that. Really, really. Like, I was about to ask why you guys are so surprised. I'm, I'm quite a shy person, and, uh, yeah, definitely. I Do you have like a boyfriend? Confidence. I have a boyfriend. Is he uh, Polish, Spanish, or uh, American, or what is he? No, he is a big Hungarian boy. <laughs> oh and oh and maybe you guys don't even speak do you guys do you guys speak the same language no unfortunately not so everyone i don't know why everyone asks, uh, is asking if hungarian and polish are similar but actually they are completely different even though we are close together uh hungar hung hungarian is completely different like i have some uh, polish has some similarity with czech even with Russia, with uh, Ukraine, but Hungary is just totally different. I don't know. Why. And so, so English is his second. Wait, is English your second language, or your mm, third language? Or yes, your... second, second. So, and, and is English his second language? Yes. And that's how you guys communicate. That's it. Oh man, I'd love to be a fly on a wall for that. Do you guys ever have like dictionaries out? Like, does he have the Hungarian English dictionary out, and you have the Polish to English, and you guys are like trying to work it out? Uh, sometimes. How do you guys yeah. fight? How do you fight? So, um, I'm the person who usually don't fight, or like my fights look like I just stop talking to him, and I'm just like shutting myself down, which is even worse for him from what he's saying so he says that he would prefer if i would just scream at him or something but uh, instead of that i'm just like you know not talking <laughs> oh man your relationship should, really be a, should be a play it, seven it, seven it, it you, you know really good. you know who her boyfriend is right seven no i don't okay <laughs> it's who's, who's uh, your boyfriend it's she can tell you uh, who's your boyfriend it's Christoph, and his surname is Horvat. Oh, Laura's brother. Oh, you've told me that like a dozen times, huh, Brian? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I... Okay, okay, okay. I have to tell you something. He hates when someone presents him as Laura's brother. Well, he's, he's fucked then, because that's what it's going to be for a long time, because she's freaking amazing. Exactly. Is 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 he is he a competitor also? Yeah. Um, who's he going to root for at the games? You or her? He's already had an uh, opportunity so, to work on this. Yeah, we S- uh, seven. We re- we had we had really close competition at Stranding Depth uh, last year with Laura in London, and we were basically battling till. Till the end for first place. Uh, so Crystal was uh, in a really hard position. But I think he he did a pretty good job. Like he was kind of like, he always traveled with me. He like, he's with me all the time. But he also tried to help his sister, which I totally understand. Uh, so I I don't feel... I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to, it's a good problem to have, right? I mean, he... he in an ideal world, you guys would be on the podium one and two in some order, right? Yeah. 
So Savan, I was in I was in London for that competition, um, at Strength and Depth, and it did it. It basically it came down to twenty points, and then they were forty points clear of Haley Adams, and she was like eighty points clear of the next girl. So it was pretty much this those three the whole weekend. And I was talking to Christoph throughout the week, just kind of giving him a hard time day by day when I would see him, because it must have just been killing him. But he was he was in good spirits, and I agree with Gabby. I think he handled it really well because that's a that's a tough one. So Gabriella, you must be pretty good. Did you beat Haley Adams in that work in that competition? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Wow. So you are good. I thought I I thought with this. So this isn't a charity podcast. This is good. I'm feeling better about it already. Oh, let me, thank you let me so give much. you a resume real quick. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. So she's, this is great. Since since she's become uh, in the open division, she's been the fittest in Poland every year. The last uh, the last what was your open finish this year it was pretty high. Also, the last four years in the open, she's been inside the top 20, 30, 30, 30, 17, 12. So very, very consistent. She was second in the quarterfinals this year in, uh, in Europe. Her sanctional finishes were fourth, second, first, ninth, and seventh. And she competed at some of the better ones, Dubai twice, Wadapalooza once, once, second at strength and depth we talked about. And she won Norway, which I think, Gabby, is probably your, your biggest competition win in CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because she hasn't won a regional, or and it's only sanctional win she has. I mean, it's hard to win a sanctional. Like if you look at, but the, who was there? Was there someone there that makes you say, "Okay, she beat"? Well, no, I'm saying it's it's the highest level competition like she's won. Sanctional, when you say like, I'm, I think I'm, I'm even more happier that from uh, that season of being fourth at Dubai, even though I I didn't finish on the podium, like the. The fact that the field in Dubai was so packed and I was able to finish for it um, makes me more happy about this event than winning Norway. And oh, that makes me so happy to hear you say that, Gabriella. Put put Brian in his place. He thinks no, he knows no, everything. No, 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 no. no, she's exactly right. So <laughs> that's she didn't. The competition in Dubai, I would also say, is her best accomplishment because that was a really good field. She was behind Sarah. Uh, Sigmund's daughter, Karen Frey, Sam Briggs. And then behind her was Jamie Simmons, Emily Rolf, Alessandra Pacelli, and a bunch of other athletes that have been in and out of the kind of games contention. But it was also a, the longest, most difficult competition she's probably competed in, in terms of the, the, the actual test. 10 plus events over four days in the desert, in the ocean, lots of odd objects and weird implements. Um, she, I was also there for that, and she was uh, very impressive in holding her own with those with all of the women there. I'll let her say thank you, Brian. <laughs> thank you, Brian. That was perfect. I just you said Brian uh, writes your resume. Yeah, I just re- didn't really want to, to, you to stop. It was really hard to uh, <laughs> nice to hear. Uh, you could like keep going. Tell me more. Um, now Gabriella's feeling it. Now we're in the flow here. Um, Gabriella, um, your sponsors pay for all of those events, all that travel, all of that. Uh, so not all of that. It's just like with different sponsors, I, I have different uh, arguments. No, not arguments. The you know, like different contracts. 
and some oh, of them agreements, are paying agreements. Uh, agreements. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, different sure. uh, contracts. So, so some sponsors are paying monthly. Some sponsors are uh, giving me bonuses depending on like un- un- accomplishments. But I want to say that they are paying fully for everything. Unfortunately. And, and who are your sponsors? Who are some of your sponsors? Are they based out of the uh, U.S., Spain, Poland? No, they are uh, based in Europe. Uh, it's uh, it's Nike, uh, Fitate, Goat, and Pixel. What was the second one you said? Uh, Fitate. Fitate. Okay, so Nike. That's that's the shoe company, right? <laughs> a clothes company. Yeah, clothes. Okay, and Fitate they shoes, make the drinks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they make everything: golf balls, notebooks. They make, they make, they have probably they make anything, underwear. But um, uh, and and then Fide, they make those drinks that I'm addicted to. I go through phases. I like the one that says creatine on it because then it makes me think I'm getting buff. <laughs> Which one do you like? Uh, so in Europe we have uh, only a few flavors. We have the. Uh, original one, which I really like. We have uh, the one with uh, creatine, R- RX. Yeah. And of course, those two, but zero. So it's basically two flavors. Uh, will you tell the and- guy, will you tell them to send me like 300 cases and I'll stack them up behind me and drink them on my show? Okay. Just let them know. 300? Okay. I will let them know. Cases. But you should, uh, okay, you thank should you. put them like behind you so everyone can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just reach Only, back and just yes. be cracking them during the show. Yes. And like every 30 minutes, just like you have to mention it. Like, oh, it tastes so good. I, I, every 30 minutes I have to go pee. So I'll be like, oh, I drank too many Fit Aids. Mm. Time to take a pee break. <laughs> Do you pee a lot during the competitions? Oh, before every event is insane. I just, like I have literally scheduled a pee break before I'm going to go to the uh, on the competition floor because I'm so stressed. I always I've always been fascinated by this at competitions like <clears throat> at the CrossFit Games for example, just outside of North Park, they bring the athletes all the way across and they'll have like a uh, this this like rolling trailer bathroom, one for men, one for women, and you'll see the lines like 20 people long. It's like you know they're all going to want to pee right before they go on the field. Why don't you just put a big row of t- porta potties or something? Because they don't really care where they're going. They just need to get in, get out, and go. Not wait in a line of fifteen people. Well, because yeah. those are the clean ones, right? They give you they give you nice trailers. Uh, do you do you sit on the seat? Depends. No. Do you sit on the seats? You no, hover. It, no, no. I really don't like it. Even it's just it's just such a pain when your legs are super so, s- sore and you really want to sit on them, but especially when it's like this uh, portable toilet, you really don't don't want to sit on them. It's just so Yeah. Disgusting. I always I always sit. I always sit. I just say fuck it and sit. I'd like <laughs> whatever. I always sit. And I I don't use the ass gaskets either. Sometimes I wipe the seat, but um, let me ask you this: Were the sometimes you sit? No, like I said, just you sometimes, you sometimes wipe it. Is it like? Oh yeah. It, you just wipe it when the amount of like disgusting stuff is above some limit, or, or it's it just, it's just it's yeah. Basically, I just look at the, kind of the outside of the bathroom. Like if it's one of those porta potties that's like 
disgusting ones, then I wipe it. But if it's like one of those trailer ones, like they have at the games, I don't even, I just go in there. If there's no droplets on it, I just sit down and I enjoy myself. I don't even like, I, I don't freak out or anything. I just enjoy the moment. Okay. Um, how about the bathrooms in Dubai? How about in Dubai though? Dubai, they don't, they don't mess around there. I'm, I'm guessing you definitely sat down on their bathroom toilets. Oh yes. They are next level toilets. <laughs> they are right they really are yeah. right yeah they look very clean i i think that someone is just uh cleaning them every after every person or something so you wouldn't say that you never sit down i just want to be clear on those you did sit down okay okay just do buy once and on my at my home just isn't it amazing that we all know that dubai has clean toilets i mean everything in dubai is clean they, 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 they just when you have when you have a uh, twelve thousand residents and six hundred thousand servants, you can you can keep the toilets clean. <laughs> I mean, it's basically <laughs> like that. Um, uh, when um, wh- why did you leave Poland to go to Spain? You well, first of all, let me make sure I understood this. You found CrossFit in Poland, correct? Correct. Yes. And actually, and I can't. I, found I don't understand it. how. Actually, I found Go it uh, just because uh, the gym just opened next to my house. So it, it was just very weird looking building. It was like like super tall, uh, like, how do you say it? Uh, like a factory or something, abandoned factory. Like, and like a warehouse. It was like, yeah, a warehouse, yeah. And it was just, it looked curious, so I really wanted to check it out. And at that time, of course, I was like 16 years old, and I just wanted to uh, start training even more to get in shape, you know. Uh, and then I decided to uh, to go and sign uh, at the gym. Do you know why that CrossFit gyms are in abandoned warehouses? Mm, probably the rent is cheaper. Yes, because that's all the business model can afford the people who open them. Um, and, and it's weird that CrossFit made it to Poland since it's it's so um, it lacks inclusivity and diversity. I, I don't understand how it ever made it to Poland. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Gabby, I'm using this you, to push put, you, to push like, my agenda. Do you even know how the Poland look on the map and where is it? Like when you look at Europe, yeah, the Poland, it's quite big. Yes. It's not I like understand. it's like I was, I was being sarcastic. Tiny. I I know. I was being sarcastic. Of course. It's, it's in 162 oh. countries. It's in more countries than McDonald's and Starbucks. It's on all seven continents. It's everywhere. All smart people do um, CrossFit and Poland's full of smart people. Are you Jewish? No. No, I'm not. No. No, okay. My sons are Jewish, so I'm like always looking for for other Jews. Gabby, do you have any thoughts about why there are kind of several good men who've come out of Poland, but you seem to be the only woman that's really had a lot of success? Hmm. I think the the other guys they're in just different stage in their life. Like they are a bit 
older and they are starting their families families right now. So they don't really have time and uh, they can't really focus to be full-time athletes right now. So that can be a... In, in Poland in general, would you say that there's just as many guys as girls that do CrossFit that are participating in the gyms? Mm, you you mean like there's a more guys in uh, Polish gyms than girls? Yeah, yeah. Like at our gym, I think it's pretty it's a pretty even split. There's just as many men as women who come. But in Poland, maybe I'm I'm just curious if maybe there's just more uh, men who are doing it than women. I'm not sure actually. So when I started, maybe there was a difference, and you could see more more guys in the gym than the girls. But now. I actually, after semifinals, I went back to Poland for a few days and I just uh, came to say hi to my old gym and meet my friends. And actually, there was a lot of like girls training as well. So I think it's not that a uh, big difference at this moment. Just from a quick look, quick look at the map, it looks like there's about 20, 20 CrossFit gyms in Poland. I actually thought that there would be more. 20. Does that sound are about you, are right you to sure? you? Are you sure? I'm looking at the CrossFit. I'm looking at the CrossFit affiliate map. No, I'm not sure of anything. That's this kind of stuff I, is Brian's job. I think but, it's. But in the north, I only see two, and in the west, I see four, and in the central east, I see six, and in the south, I see five. But maybe uh, I'm wrong. That's I'm just weird. looking at the. I went to the CrossFit affiliate map. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that a few years ago. Uh, there was much more affiliate, affiliate CrossFit gyms, but like two years ago, I think gyms in Poland started to uh, uh, like help me with the word. Like they start, they cancel their affiliate. The affiliation. Oh, the affiliation. Yes. The affiliation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So probably there okay. are a lot of. So the like, gym is. Cr- yeah. There are a lot of gyms, but they are not affiliated anymore. Okay, um, and then and then, how old were you when you left Poland to go to Spain? Is that is that where you made your first leap? You went from Poland to Spain. Mm-hmm. It was last year, last uh, March. March. And why did year. you why did you move? Uh, so there are a few things. Uh, first thing is. Um, me and Christoph, we decided that we would like to live together. And I said to him that there's no way I'm going to move to Hungary. And he said the same about Poland. So we decided that we have to find a new country, which is going to be uh, new for both of us. And uh, because at that time, I started to do work with John Singleton from the, the program and he lives in Mallorca. And uh, Christoph also started to work with him. We decided that maybe it's going to be beneficial for us to actually uh, live and be with our coach. So, so to, to have our coach uh, with us during the training sessions. Brian, did uh, you know he lived there, Singleton? I did. He's He's lived there for a few years, and he's had... Different athletes come and stay with him at different times or train with him at different times for different lengths of time. 
Gabby, did you know Jacqueline very well before you moved there? Uh, actually, yes, because our like, to be honest, with our road with John and Jacqueline crossed before a few years back. Actually, I've been in Mallorca in 2016 before the games. Uh, John invited me for a small camp uh, with Sarah, Sa- Sarah, Sam Briggs, Mundi before they regional in 2016. So I visited Mallorca that time. Uh, then I, la, then one year later, I traveled to Jacqueline. To Norway and we trained there for one week and I stay in play, her place so actually uh, we had a chance to get to know each other a bit better and the Brian are you stunned by her commit are you stunned by her commitment I mean I, I'm like blown away at how much she's done already she's trained with Sarah She's chained with this girl, Jacqueline, I've never heard of. She's trained with Sam Briggs. She's with John Singleton and Mallorca. I mean, it's crazy. She's so young and she's done so much already. Are you, are you, you're not shocked by this? This is nuts. Well, first of all, we, we should, we should educate you on who Jacqueline is. It's Jacqueline Dahlstrom. She's Norwegian and she uh-huh. was, uh, she's been, um, um, training with that, with John for a long time and had growing in success. She was second in her semifinal this year behind Kristen Holta and uh, also will be competing at the games. Gabby and Christoph and Jacqueline and John have been training. I think they've been training in Mallorca for almost 16 or 18 months now, basically with the start of all the lockdowns and COVID coincided with their move there. And immediately I was gravitated to that situation because like she said much earlier in the show, um, there's not a ton to do on that island. So it's very, it was like the perfect environment for COVID. They were all there together with a singular goal. And you can just tell from listening to her that she has this mindset from her youth of, of committing to something and seeing it through. Um, and then that opportunity just was like kind of the culmination of for all four of them, I think of like three or four years of looking for a situation like that. And so I've been looking forward to seeing how they would all do this season. And, you know, I think Jacqueline and Gabby are both set up to have very good games this year. Is that accurate, Gabriella? Yes, that that's just perfect. And actually... Migawa? The, Migawa? Yes. That's actually pretty good. I'm surprised. Thank you. Uh, Don't be. What I wanted to say about the lockdown. So... Uh, like Brian mentioned, we moved to Mallorca with Christoph just literally a few days before the lockdown and we were able to find a apartment for us. Uh, and two days I can't hear after- her. Can you, Brian? I think the cow sat on the internet signal again. <laughs> no, okay, I, can I can't believe she's in Wisconsin and, and the internet's this bad there. This is nuts. Is this the worst internet uh, we've ever had from a guest? Besides okay, yours. Don't don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, I'm back now. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Brian loves it that your internet's fucked up because all the comments are just hating on him for his internet. So it's good that yours is worse than his. Go on. Oh yeah, I thought like something is wrong with my phone when I tried to listen to you guys. Or don't go on. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> um Singleton's been around forever, right, Brian, until she starts talking. I mean, that guy is a, he's kind of a legend now at this point. 
Yeah, but not very. I don't think uh, not. Still, a lot of people don't know about him. Um, he's been doing programming for for I think groups around Europe for a long time, but maybe hasn't had the like breakthrough win or success from an athlete that he's needed to establish himself with some of the other guys who've been doing it as long. But but he really he deserves to be in that group. I mean he's a, he's a powerhouse. I mean. I mean, look at the names he's working with. He's working with Gabriella. He's working with Sarah. He's working with Sam in the past, right? Those two in his past. And now he's got this new powerhouse in Gabriella. He's got this young lady coming out of Poland who's, I mean, he's attracting the right people. Gabriella, oh my goodness, your internet connection actually, that's an, I don't want to jinx it, but it looks good. Okay, go on. Were you going to yes. say something before the internet yes, interrupted back. you? Go uh, on. Yes. Okay. So about the lockdown, I don't know if what uh, you guys heard, but. Me and Christoph uh, moved to Mallorca last March, last year in March, and literally a few days before the whole lockdown in Spain, we got our keys to apartment. And basically, our apartment was completely empty. We didn't have any uh, any plates, any pans, any. We didn't have bed, any furniture, so we were screwed. Like. IKEA was closed, and uh, basically uh, the decision was because they said that the lockdown's gonna last for two weeks. So we were like, okay, we got this. Uh, John and Jacqueline invited us to their place, and they live outside the city uh, in small farm. I mean, the property is quite big; it's just they have really a tiny apartment there. And we decided uh, to grab some equipment from the gym and move it to uh, to the farm. Uh, so everything was going on for two weeks. We were like, okay, counting down the days. We're going to be back in the gym. It's going to be normal again. But then they said, okay, the lockdown's going to last for another two weeks. So what we should do now? Like, I have to say, I have to admit that there was a a little bit hard time but compared to other uh, other guys other people we were quite happy, uh, lucky that we had enough equipment and we were able to continue the training like when we are looking at this now we had pretty uh, fun time and there are um, mostly good memories from that uh, period but it was something special for sure what what's your boyfriend's name again? The big Hungarian guy? Uh Laura's brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, Laura's brother. Ouch. Okay, he's um, always so, gonna hate me so much. Christoph, Christoph. Actually it's Christoph. 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 Um so when you when you when you're in this apartment and you don't have a bed, do you just lay on him? Like just like I just picture you like like a little cat, like just curling up on his chest and his tummy. Uh, yeah, he could, he... that could that could work. Actually, you guys <laughs> won't believe what is happening right now. So tell us, we have this amazing Airbnb in the fish farm. The the house is amazing. Everyone has their own room, but we ended up having quite tiny bed, and the mattress is very soft. And Christoph oh. hates soft mattress. So last night. I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I see like, Christoph, Christoph, where are you? There's no Christoph. I just uh, went to toilet and I almost stepped on him because he was lying on the floor. He was sleeping on the floor. 
So he actually preferred to sleep on the floor instead of soft uh, mattress. That's pretty crazy. But I don't mind. The bed is yeah. For he's a Hungarian. So. I picture him. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the I'm googling right now Hungarian bear. I want to see what a Hungarian bear. Yeah, yeah. There's a Hungarian bear. That's what I picture Christoph to look like, like Christoph to look like a, the Hungarian bear. <laughs> if he doesn't have a nickname, you can call him that, the Hungarian bear. Um. So, what did your parents think when you moved there to to Mallorca? Were they okay with that? Uh. So there was like mixed feelings because on one side uh, they were very happy for me that I uh, that I'm 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 doing this. They were very happy that I can grow as an athlete. I'm gonna have a lot of uh, possibilities there. But on the other hand, they were quite sad that their little girl is like moving to different country and. Yeah, that's it. They were just worried. Uh, but in general, they are very happy. Actually, they are coming to my apartment in like uh, seven days to take care of it and have a cool vacation. Oh, oh that's nice. So they're not coming to Madison? No, not this year. Like it, it's it's basically impossible right now because Europe, it's, it's closed for for everyone. Kind of so. Forever too. They you know that, right? It's closed forever. Forever. You know okay, it's forever, okay. right? Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it it must be it must be hard on your parents um, because, in essence, they have to think that you're never going to come back home again. You've flown the nest. Like, why would you go back to Poland now? You're. I mean, you got a Hungarian uh, dude. You have a place in Spain, and the 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 hub of your sport is in the United States. And so I mean, right? I mean you're you're gone. You're now a Polish yeah, woman I, out I in think, the wild. I think they are aware of that, but also they visited me a few months ago and they really, really like this place. They I think they fall in love in Mallorca a bit. And I don't know if if they said those stuff just because they were after a few bottles of wine, or it's really true, but they they said that they might consider moving there at some point. Uh, so I don't know how Christoph uh, likes this, <laughs> but I'm pretty happy if they would do that. It's just the thing is, uh, I have a sister and she's 12, and brother, which is, uh, he is seven right now. So they are just want them to like grow and finish their schools and then they might consider moving abroad because there's nothing which is holding them in Poland. Like except the family of course. Like this is the friends and family is the, the hardest to like get away from but we'll see. Like my parents are pretty pretty young too. Uh so my mom is forty two. Oh. My mom is 42. Uh, and my dad, I have no idea, probably I'm going to make it wrong, is 48? 48, 49? Yeah, that, I think. your mom, is, yeah. is that normal in Poland? Bad. Do people, is that normal in Poland? Like, do they want kids from you already? 
It's not so normal I, in Poland. I was, I was, I was kind of uh, surprised, surprised baby. My mom uh, got me when she was nineteen, like eighteen, nineteen. So I, I think. And, she's and were they married happy. at the time? Uh, no. So uh, this is not what I uh, usually say to like people but uh so my dad right now is two strange men (laughs) it's not my biological father so they weren't married but but he's uh, but he's been but he's been with you since you were a baby it's since i was four basically so you can't really remember uh most of the stuff when you were uh, younger than four so i would say like he was with me from the beginning like this is, I remember him as my dad from for, since forever. So, yeah. Do your siblings have? Are they similar to you? Do they have your same characteristics? Your drive. So uh, my sister, like I said, she's twelve. At the beginning, like a few years ago, I thought she's gonna be into sports because she she was like super active and she tried a lot of. Uh, outside school activities but now she seems that she's really into uh, computer stuff and like uh, design stuff in computer like design uh, computer stuff I don't know how you you can call it yeah that works yeah she's really artistic Uh, and my brother it's really hard to say so far he's really uh, energetic, like she, he really likes to talk. She, he really likes to run. He's just she. He just can't sit in one place. So we will see. He plays football right now. So. And do they know what you do? Yes, they. Do your know. brother and sister know what you do. They know. And they've seen you on TV. Yes, actually. My sister uh, and my brother, they went at the games uh, in 2016. So my brother was a baby and my sister was like seven. No, she was 10. I'm really good. I'm really bad at math. So just. <laughs> I'm really good don't, at math. Don't make me count. Don't, don't, don't make me count. So, so it sounds like my orchestra. Do you want to say something, Brian? Go ahead. Okay, it sounds like Mallorca is your home. The fact that you said that your parents might consider moving there just means that you've you've expressed to them that that is now your home base. And it sounds like you're happy with your coach, uh, John Singleton, and that you're going to continue to train there and you've really um, dug your heels in. You're going to stay with that training camp and you're going to pursue this thing till you get um, till you till, till you win, till you get first place. Yeah, that's that's a plan uh, for for the future, close future. We'll see. That's what do you think, I Brian? Started you should, you should. To, uh, I started to Go take ahead. Spanish lessons, uh, but they are uh, going very bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, I Abby, just, I'll tell I you just a quick, forgot uh, how to learn. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Actually, um, see this painting behind me. I used to yeah. I used to live in the Dominican Republic, and before I lived there, I did not speak any Spanish. And I and over time, when I was living there, 
most of the people I interacted with were English-speaking people who were coming down to volunteer through the organization I was working with. And then as I spent a little more time there, I made some friends in the community, and in particular this one guy who was a painter, and on my days off I would go sit with him, and we would just trade days. On one day we could only speak in English, and on the other day only Spanish. So he was learning, and then I was learning, and back and forth, and basically that's how I learned Spanish. Okay. That's a pretty cool way to, to learn Spanish. So maybe I, maybe I you'll meet that... a painter. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Go uh, ahead, Gabriel. Uh, that actually um, the gym owner in the gym we train in, in Mallorca, uh, her name is Ellie and she basically speaks only Spanish. So... Sometimes in the mornings when I meet with her, I, I try to speak some Spanish and that's make her super happy, even though she sometimes probably don't know, doesn't know what I meant to say. Uh, except hola, que tal? I think I... <laughs> hola, uh, que tal? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, what I really... Master. That's the limit of your vocabulary? <laughs> yes. Um, tell me this. Do you prefer to train with women or with men? Do you have a preference? Uh, I think in general, sorry, I, I really need to uh, charge my, uh, charge my uh, laptop. Uh, oh, yeah, please I, do. It's very important that the battery doesn't die. That would be a disaster. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm rescuing it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that and that wherever it is right there, that connection is money. That's really? so good. Should Even I though stay? we can't see you. Yeah, if <laughs> Yeah, if you stay right there, that'd be great. But can you turn that light off behind you? Really? Oh. Then it's going to be completely dark. Wait, I would try like this oh. side. Oh, that's good. Is it okay? Yeah. But just make sure you plug it in. Just make sure you plug it in cuz that would be horrible it's if, in. If, uh, it's in. if we lost this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm just on the Christoph's. Is bed that the right soft now. bed you were talking about? Yeah, I was oh, sitting the on floor. the soft bed the before, and now I'm on the on Christoph's bed, which is floor. Okay, okay. God, that's the lowest bunk bed I've ever seen. Look how low that is. The Hungarian bear it's, would have problems turning over there. His shoulders, his shoulders yeah. would hit the top of that bed. Look at that thing. That thing's like a sandwich. <laughs> No, actually, it's like it's weird room because we have two uh, two pieces, two bunk beds, and uh, uh -huh. twin beds in the middle of the room. So we don't we don't so sleep it's a, it's a here. It's a party. Yeah, it's a party. Okay. Does anyone sleep there? No, luckily. Does no. anyone sleep there? Do you guys share? Okay. No, we have um, different. Uh, so what was my question? What was my question? Uh, if I prefer oh, boys prefer or girls? Who do you prefer? Yeah. yeah. So I think I prefer to train with guys, like in daily uh, basics. It's just it's just like less stressful. They never gonna be your competitors. They uh, if you're gonna lose, you know, it's like okay, but they are guys, so it's not really messing up with your. Uh, with your head and if you're gonna lose it's only beneficial it's like okay i just beat this guy it's amazing i'm a girl uh 
but it doesn't mean that I don't like to train with Jacqueline. Like I, I think like we are making a pretty good team at this uh, at this point. Like we are totally totally opposites. So I'm like bigger athletes, stronger athletes, and we are both good at conditioning stuff. And she's like a bit smaller athlete, and she's really good at uh, gymnastic, especially pulling gymnastic, which is my, my area uh, to where I have to work uh, more. So I think we are pushing each other in really good uh, areas. It was challenging. The reason why I ask is, yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. It's challenging. It was challenging at the beginning because I wasn't used to train with other people. In Poland, I I basically train by myself or some random guys just drop in. But like the level was not really like the same. so it was a bit stressful to, you know, it was just this uh, uh, mindset that uh, we are competing all the time at the beginning. But I think uh, now I learn how to how to deal with that more. I asked because in the in the photo on your Instagram, your the photo of you as a young girl playing tennis, it's you and like eight eight boys, and so I was just wondering if you were used to that in sports. Like if you were just really surrounded by a lot of boys who were playing sports. Uh, yes. I, uh, in general, we uh, we had a really good uh, and big group uh, in tennis. Back in the days, it was a lot of guys, but there was not uh, a lot, not much less girls as well in this group. So it it wasn't like I used to train only with girls, but I have to admit, I, I think I get along better with the, with guys, like in general, when it ha- comes to hanging out or spending time with, it just came more naturally, like easier to, to connect. Are, are you re- Are you ready for the games? Are you like, like if it started tomorrow, like are you sitting there right now going, okay, let's get the show on? Like I'm ready. Like let's do this. Yeah, I'm I'm super ready. Like at this point, I don't think there's much <clears throat> more you can do. Like I don't think you can get much fitter in one and a half week. Like I think it's more important to stay uh, stay healthy. And even even though like at this point, I I, I even think I catching myself thinking. Am I doing enough right now? Like maybe I should do extra this, extra that. Maybe I should do another training session or something. But like John, the coach, the coach uh, is saying that it's much better to stay, uh, to not get overtrained coming to the games. Like it's super important to trust the process and and yeah, be be rested. <clears throat> So, Gabby, this is going to be actually your third games, but it's it's really the first one that uh, of this co- format. I mean, and not counting the teenage years, because in 2019, obviously, well, you can can you talk to us about what happened in 2019 for you? Mm, yes. So. No, no, no! I cannot, Brian. Uh, let's keep this. I really preferred when you were just talking about my. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Stuff. My internet went out again. 
The Hungarian bear squashed the internet access. He tripped over the cord. He ate the router. The Hungarian bear is eating the router. I'm sorry. This podcast is over. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Gabby, we'll wait for you. You do your thing. You do your thing. Okay. I'm back. Okay. We can't see you or hear you, but we're just chilling. I actually look good today, so I'm enjoying looking at myself. We still can't hear you. Uh, what about now? Brian, while she fixes her internet, while she pushes the bit. No. Hey, while she pushes the bear off the internet router, um, how, how is she going to do with the games? How's how's Miss Gabrielle Miguara, Megawa, Megawa going to do with the games? Well, it's you know, like I said, it's been her third year. This will be her third year going. But in the first year, she she uh, mentioned earlier that she's been working on her upper body pulling, but she didn't make it out of the first cut event that year. She was actually the like the the first one cut, like seventy sixth place, which will show seventy fifth, I think, and a little bit, maybe even seventy fourth because of subsequent uh, drug people who failed drug tests. But anyway, um, so she only got one event. So we and I was really looking forward to seeing her that year. I thought she had a top twenty potential out of that like massive field. <clears throat> Obviously, she was still younger. And last year uh, was the online version of the test. And basically, if you didn't make the top five, no one knows who you are anyway or what you did. So it was kind of a irrelevant year. You didn't really get to see her, her what she could do. So I, I do look at that competition in Dubai as like the biggest kind of indicator of what's her what her potential is. And I think <clears throat> it's a really deep field for the women this year. I'd say that like a range of, of possible finishes for her is everywhere from like 7th to 17th type range. And so this is really her first games. Yeah, I would say that. Outside of the like the teenage years, she said it was not really the same, but at least she got to complete all the tests. But there's no, there's only about half as many tests as they'll have this year. Um, so you know she's done a big competition before in Dubai, twice. She's done Wadapalooza, so she's put herself in situations to compete against the best, even though she hasn't had that opportunity. But yeah, this is going to be the biggest and hardest and longest competition she's ever done, and and I think she's ready for it. It's a little weird that it's her third year in the games. We can see you now, by the way, Gabriella. A second ago, we were talking behind your back, but now we're talking to your face. Um, uh, it's it's interesting that it's her third games, and she's had to deal with those two um, situations. The games where they uh, – kind of a <coughs> bastardized version of the games where so many people were cut, and then the games that – I don't even know what you call last year. But now this year. So it, it – it, uh, this is a special one. This is a special one for you, huh, Gabriella? Oh, this is super special. Like, actually, when you uh, when I look at my games appearance, it's like I try all the formats. I try uh, games in Carson, California. Okay, it was maybe as a teen, but it was still in Carson. Then I tried a new format with uh, this unfortunate cutting cutting system, and I tried the. Uh, uh, stage one CrossFit games online version. So I'm really, really excited to do like real, real games at this time. Get at it. Um, did you hear Brian's predictions for you? I heard. You heard. Do you have any? Do you have any feedback for Brian? You can tell him to eat a dick. It's fine. Well, Brian, I thought you you put me a little bit higher on that scale, but it's okay. 
I still like you. You, you can use it as motivation. Show me that I screwed it up. Yeah, I will. Exactly. I'm going to prove you wrong. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I really apologize that um, we had so much trouble in the beginning. Um, that's my fault. Everything after that, it's all your fault. So, um, Sorry for that as well. I can't control it's the really a pleasure. Here. It's a uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you. Um, uh, where are, where are you staying for the games? You're not you're not staying there where you're at, are you? No, no, no. So we're gonna head to Madison uh, on Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, okay. And we we're gonna stay in uh, in one of the hotels close to Arena, so it's gonna be quite close. Okay. Okay, fabulous. Go ahead, Brian. Do you want to say one more thing? Gabby, is it easy for you to take naps? Nap? No. I'm very, very bad some... at naps. Even though I'm super tired, I'm just... It's just Christoph I have a feeling so that Christoph is good at he taking can... naps. <laughs> yes, he can sleep anywhere in any kind of conditions. Anytime, anywhere. It's really good skill to have, actually. I'm very jealous of that. Why do you say that, Brian? Because bears are good at hibernating. <laughs> no, I just, I, I just know that about him. But uh, no, it's been. This is great. It's great to catch up with you, and um, I'm excited that you guys are here. I'm really looking forward to both seeing you and Jacqueline um, on this stage this season. And uh, so it'll be fun to see you guys. Uh, Gabriella, um, I may bug you during the games week. No pressure. Feel free to say no. But there may be times during the games week that I reach out to you and say, hey, do you want to jump on a call? But seriously, low pressure. Just be like, no, not now. There's no no offense will be taken. I understand that you guys are in a crazy week. But um, we'd love to get insights from athletes as the week as the week goes on. Okay, sure. That, that sounds cool. <laughs>